You're listening to episode five of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello, it's Nikki, and I hope you're having a great day. And no matter where you are in the world today, I hope you're feeling a little more controlled, connected, and confident. And if you're not, I sincerely hope that this episode helps you at least learn one new tool in order to be able to be on the right track to feel those things and really take the reins on your life. So I want to talk to you today about the term letting go. I've done a lot of thinking on this and I've done a lot of reading on it and it is something that I find women in particular either attached to and want to invest in and they believe in it and they feel like it's something that they need to learn and they have to accomplish in their life and that they really need to embrace. And then there's the other side of it where people hear it and they cringe because they don't quite understand what it means and they don't understand is it, what are they letting go and why are they letting go and how do they let go and, and you know, is it something that they can do without the interference of other people? Is it something that means that they are denying how the, how they feel? Is it something that means that they're denying what has happened in the past and that they should just move on and forget things? So I want to discuss the term letting go and how I feel about it, what it means to me, and how it influences my communication um, and also in turn you know, the joy that I find in life. I'm going to talk today a little bit about the process of writing and how letting go worked within this process for me and how I needed to learn how to let go in order to be able to publish my book and know that I was going to be mentally well on the other side of it, which sounds a little weird because I may only be speaking for myself, but when I originally thought about writing a book, which I have been wanting or starting to write books since I was in probably middle school, so I've started a number of them and just never really aligned and and seen any to the finish, but anytime that I've thought about writing a book, I wasn't thinking about actually having other people read the book and the influence that sharing my thoughts might have on how I felt about myself, 
about how they felt about me and then the process of putting the work out there, having them read it and possibly be repercussions for putting my work out there. Uh, whether that be their opinion of me or whether that be myself going through self-doubt and going through times where you really have that imposter sim- syndrome where you're saying like, why am I doing this? Do I, how am I qualified to do this? Or do I belong? Like how, how dare I decide that this is something that I should do when there's lots of people in the world that aren't doing this. So it was a lesson for me that helped shape how I let go, why I let go, and also helped to really define for me what letting go means. So a little confession time. Writing my book wasn't the hard part. The writing part felt natural and necessary, unforced, and in all honesty, it was very centering. It was the thing that as I was writing my book, I could go back to it and I felt most like myself when I finished writing whatever I was writing, even if I was writing for five minutes or if I got myself caught up in writing for five hours. I felt the most in tune with who I am as a result of my writing. So I didn't have to worry about letting go when it came to writing and making sure that I was letting go enough to be authentic in my writing. I am the most authentic when I am writing. Because I have started a few books in the past, I kind of always thought that the writing of the book, actually getting all of my thoughts out and organizing them and polishing them would be the most difficult part of the whole book publishing process. But it turns out that the most time-consuming part by far was the easiest part for me. I'm not saying it was easy, but... In comparison to what actually ended up being the hardest part, it was pretty easy. So what could possibly be harder in the whole process of publishing a book than writing more than 70,000 words over a span of almost two years, about six months of editing, going back and forth between editor, publisher, myself? It was actually putting it out there for everyone to read. I wanted to publish my work so badly that I knew that my fear couldn't stop me entirely, but it certainly stood in my way numerous times over the time that it took to write the book. It took support from others, many pep talks from my closest, nearest, and dearest, as well as a lot of pep talks from my heart, telling my head to zip it, and lots of deep breaths. This episode today really could go in two different ways. So it could discuss the fear of the naysayers, the ones that are in your life that would rather talk you down than build you up, or doubt you rather than support you, but I choose to take it in another direction. One that tells you how to take the focus off of those people and back onto the hopes and dreams that you know you deserve to pursue because no matter how hard you try, you will never be liked by everyone and what you choose to focus on is what you see. So I choose to focus on the lesson. Last summer I was taking a writing lesson with a new coach and he told me almost immediately that I need to learn to let go. Little did he know that he was speaking to my soul and this comment reached far deeper than him trying to teach me to lengthen my reins and trust my horse more. The lesson of letting go continued throughout the rest of 2018, both in my personal and my riding life. I discovered that letting go did not mean that I had to forget about something or push it aside. To let go meant that I had to trust and there was a lot of work behind learning to trust. 
There were hours and hours of dedication to learning just how to let go and also still feel safe because that really is what it comes down to in the end. We do what we do in order to feel safe. We often feel like holding on to something tighter gives us more control. But whether it be our reins, our thoughts, or our lover, holding on tighter creates tension, fear, and a limited perspective. Last year, I had someone say that she feels like punching a person when she hears them say, let it go. I totally get why. The phrase is used so loosely, and it is said in a way that makes it sound pretty effortless, like all you have to do is let it go. But what does that even mean? When riding, it kind of looked pretty simple. Let my reins go longer and stop trying to control every step my horse took by keeping her in this perfect little package using my reins. Looks super easy and sounds super easy, but let me tell you, it was pretty terrifying. It was not terrifying because I thought my horse was going to run off with me or that I'd get hurt. I was terrified because I knew I would expose my holes. By letting go, it exposed that we aren't quite as put together as we appeared. When I let go, I knew that it would show a disconnect in our connection and confidence, and most significantly, it would expose a hole in our trust, my trust in her, her trust in me, and our trust that we are both safe separately and together. No one talks about this part of the letting go process, or at least I haven't heard a lot of talk about it. The exposure of our vulnerabilities and the work to create new habits which build the trust we need to feel safe enough to truly let go and still be just as pulled together as we appeared we were when we were desperately grabbing on as tightly as possible to hold it all together. What exactly causes us to hold on to things mentally, emotionally, and physically? In my opinion, it's worry. Some worry to the point where they become ruled by anxiety. We all worry and we all have anxious feelings, It's when anxiety and worry become the norm that holding on to worry seems like the only thing that we're able to do. That learning to let go is absolutely vital, but it's also the most difficult. When anxious thoughts take hold, we get blinded by them and we lose sight of the off switch. And that's when we feel the most out of control. But at the same time, it's as if the worry takes its own form of control. It may be a long road, but there is a way out of worry, and it's learning to trust. This road's totally going to look different for everyone, but our journey on it is essential in the pursuit of letting go and living a happier and less anxious life. Last summer, in order to let go in the saddle, I had to work on my trust between my horse and I, and as our trust grew, so did both of our confidence. My ability to let go outside of the arena was the same. I had learned to trust myself over the last few years. My inner voice was rational and quiet the majority of the time, and I felt confident in my decisions. My trust in myself was strong day to day. However, my bigger life choices, such as publishing my book, exposed a hole in my trust and subsequently my confidence. I needed to trust something outside of myself. I needed to have confidence that when I was unable to control the situation, there was something else in control of the outcome that allowed me to feel safe even if I was scared. This is where my trust in the universe was tested. I don't mean this in a sense that people say everything happens for a reason. I mean it in the sense that Gabby Bernstein says the universe has your back. I needed to be able to trust something bigger and beyond myself to accomplish my biggest dreams and work through my biggest fears. 
If you are living a life where you're desperately trying to hold on to control and it feels like the harder you hold on and the more you pull back, the more out of control you feel, I suggest looking outside of yourself to find what you can believe in to trust in life a little more and gain that confidence that you need to live a life you deserve. I had to release the idea that in order to feel control in my life, that I had to control every little piece about it. While I was learning to let go, I had a lot of work to do to build and keep my trust in the process. I had to take responsibility for my own thoughts and actions, and I had to take an honest look at those around me and how to create space that I felt the safest in with the people that I felt the safest with. I discovered that publishing my book made me feel like I was being put in the most vulnerable position that I'd ever been put in, and that's saying a lot because I've had a child. And I honestly thought there could be nothing more vulnerable than my first time giving birth and the days that followed with all the humbling experiences that came along with them. I felt exposed and fragile and without trust in the universe and the confidence that it gave me, I would have been ruled by worry and fear. In 2018, I learned to let go of the reins and I found that when I created a relationship based on trust with my horse, that I no longer had to hold on so tightly and feel the need to force control over every step we took. I also learned to trust in something bigger than me and that trust gave me the confidence and ability to quiet my mind and take a leap like I never had before. So the next time you hear someone say, let it go, know they mean to trust. And when you realize this, you'll know that building trust takes time. There's no rush to fix it immediately. It will take work and patience, but it will gain you confidence and allow you space for joy and less space for worry. Now, I have to laugh because believe me, the irony of the name of my podcast and the purpose of this episode is not lost on me. So I'm telling you that I learned to trust by letting go of the reins and uh, the name of our podcast is Take the Reins. It's less letting go of the reins completely and more about letting go of the feeling like I had to desperately hang on and I had to learn to let go by learning how to create a soft feel and a trust that that was going to be enough. We're going to talk about soft feel in episodes to come but we're not going to dive into it today because believe me it will take me a year to cover it all. I want to thank you for being with me today for this episode and leave comments with me, connect with me on social media, and carry on this conversation. Tell me what letting go means to you. Have you found that letting go has helped serve you in your relationship with your horse or any other close relationships that you have? Um, Do you have your own definition of letting go? Or is there a particular situation that taught you the importance, and how to let go personally. I'd love to hear from you, and I hope this episode served you well. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind.